What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the WASD and Beyond Hot Fix. As always, I'm your host, Nick. With me is Evan. Nothing's changed. It's been a minute since we've done a hot fix. I mean, I wouldn't say nothing's changed. Um, See if you can spot it. Evan, can you, t- can you tilt your head to the side? Which side? Left or right? Don't matter. No, man. Like, look other ways. You said tilt. This is tilting. This is well, turn. Okay, well, I meant look. I meant look. You're not. Let us know in the comments what you spot. I don't um, think you'll. I don't think they'll know. I look pretty normal. You look like Evan. That's for sure. You're digging it. You're you're really full of yourself today. You're really digging that. I feel so cool. It looks like you got like a mandrake on the top of your head. I did. It's exactly what like, this is. You you you're so you're so thrilled. I can tell. I'm so happy. Just get another big swig of that beer, buddy. I don't have any beer. I'm not drinking. I thought you were. Yes, you are. I think you're hallucinating. No, I'm not. I literally oh don't God. have one. You did. You're a piece of shit. Anyways, so the past couple of weeks, there hasn't been that much news for us to be even doing a hot fix. So we've been kind of taking it slow with it. Um, this week, uh, the big episode with David Craddock. Author yes. of Long Live Mortal Kombat and the director of FPS documentary is coming out on Friday, uh, video and audio. So get stoked for that. Uh, it's been a long time in the making for this uh, interview to come out. We're incredibly proud of this. We're incredibly excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, David was nothing less than amazing to talk to. He's an awesome guy. Support all the things that he's working on and doing, uh, especially Long Live Mortal Kombat and FPS documentary, which majority of that interview was Brody and myself talking to him about that movie. Yeah. Um, so that comes out this Friday. Until then, you got this hot fix, which Evan and myself are going to be talking about Halo episode four and five. Yes. So yeah. let's go into what happened in episode four. Sure. And then we will tell you guys how we felt about it. Okay. And uh, then we'll go into five because five is where things start to really picked up significantly ramp up it's what the show's been needing and it's what the show's been mm, drastically missing i would say so i would say let's let's start with episode four though evan what happens in episode four so in episode four um kai one two five originally had seen in episode three uh don master chief taking out his emotional suppressor pellet out of the small of his back so she does that um 
and clearly you can kind of tell she handles it a bit differently which i think is another testament as to why chief is chief because right. he kind of takes out but he can still do his job pretty well she can do her job well too but she's very um she's she's different uh clearly because of it um she also helps Miranda Keys analyze the magical artifact and um, kind of they discover together that they've been trying to translate the elite's language, the Sangheili language by their by themselves, even though they haven't been using the Spartans who have arguably the most time. What are you laughing? What I do? Because exactly what you, you were just saying, like the Spartans oh. are like, oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, this language we've spelled or we've not spelled. We've spent more time with it than anybody else has. I mean, you know, realistically, because they obviously probably listen to them when they're trying to ambush all that kind of stuff. So and all that stuff's obviously documented through their helmets and whatnot, video and audio. So um, they do that. They look at the footage from the mission on Magical, as well as the uh, the UNSC Corvette. That's I think ha- that happens in episode three that um the uh, Mackie takes over or McKay. Yeah. I don't know how you say her name. Um, they discover that the artifact that Chief and, and uh, the other Spartans found relates to a sacred ring that the Covenant call Halo. So, whoa, big, big, crazy stuff there. Um, Halo and Halo? I don't think so. No, man, it's nothing. got nothing to do. It's a different franchise. Um, on Edrigal, Soren and Quan go and find her, uh, Quan's father's former, like, allies. But due to, like, what happened since episode one, they both fear the Covenant. And so because of that, they trust uh, Venture Grath, who you see in the first episode, um, because he's backed by the UNSC now, like they're they're yeah. together. Um, so they don't help her. Soren's ship is discovered and confiscated and basically just torn apart for, for parts, just uh, salvaged. Um, Quan finds her aunt who asks for help, but an agent of Grath's like crew, or, like a uh, special forces type person uh kills her aunt almost kills uh Quan I think until yeah, Soren saves her. Um Soren kills a whole bunch of her men but does not kill her. They escape and head for a spaceport that's like 230 miles in the opposite direction or something like that. Um and then it kind of cuts or it cuts to Aridness 2 with uh Chief Halsey Cortana and that weird guy that's like uh Halsey's lackey. He gets even he just Stranger gets in the way in episode five. And I'm like, yeah, he's weird. Dude, just someone kill him. He's, yeah, he's a danger to himself and others. Just fucking kill this guy. Right. Um. So they go to his old home, uh, John's old home. They find drawings that he he had as a kid of, of different um, forerunner artifacts. Cortana uses like almost some sort of holographic uh, thing that she can do where she creates his home as he knew it as a kid. Kind of, yeah. though, because he does point out uh, irregularities or or uh, wrong placement for things. Like he says that there was a table somewhere else. So he clearly remembers once he sees yeah. these things, he he remembers where things were. He wasn't like, it's not completely wiped of his memories. And I think that's what's scaring Halsey, um, which it clearly comes to a head at the end of the episode. Um, John obviously knows exactly where the location of the second artifact is that he found when he was a kid. But then he also notices another memory from his childhood of Halsey visiting him while his parents were still alive, which up to this point, he had figured that she found him when they had died. Um, But she found them or she found him while her parents or his parents were still, you know, kicking it, uh, playing a game with him of like tossing a coin and testing his luck 
I hope it'll be heads or tails. And he's right, naturally. Um, Which is a nice homage to the Fall of Reach book. Because that book, John is flipping a coin. And I, I forget, I, it might be Halsey, I'm not sure. I haven't read the book since I was like in sixth grade. But yeah, he's like flipping a coin and he's like, oh, he's guessing constant. and He's getting he's it right every time. Show, yeah. yeah, like something special about John. Um, That's and a then, nice nod. Yeah, and then it ends with John taking Halsey and obviously her lackey and Cortana to the uh, location of the second Forerunner artifact, which is kind of like a big pillar in the ground. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all of episode five. Obviously, little bits and pieces here and there. I think four. in episode four, Kai one two five after she removes her pellet, uh, puts gun grease in her hair to kind of paint it red. It looks terrible, by the way. And um, everybody points that out, and she knows that too. She yeah. knows that that I think she mentions that in five, where she goes, "You think that I thought that looked good?" Um, so kind of just doing it. She's clear, very clearly not used to being able to have a and stuff like that whereas when john took his out very much this cautious optimism like right. or like just this cautious understanding like when he goes and he sees the dog and he listens to the music and you know he sees the the couple on the train like all this stuff he very much just observes does not want to get involved whereas kai does not have that kind of self-control she's very much about like I want to be a part of the group or I want to like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Let me help. Let me do this. And it's like when she's told orders, if she thinks that she has a better idea of things, she's very much restraining against that. She does not want to listen, um, which we see more of in five. So, um, yeah, I liked it. I liked, uh, I liked that it was just more world building and just kind of getting further, but I definitely, I didn't feel, it didn't feel slow, but I felt like it was moving somewhere good. Um, that's kind of how I was. Yeah, so I'm right there with you. I, I didn't hate it, right? And a lot of the show so far I have disliked. And I've been very vocal about my dislike for this. Um, he hates this shit, dude. Well, my problem calls is... calls me in the morning on Friday like, do you see that <sighs> stupid bullshit? No, I didn't. Well, like, but well, my problem is this. It's got eight episodes. Nine. Nine. And the majority of the episodes thus far has been world building, which is it's cool. But it is it leaves for a very slow halo, right? This episode does a lot of cool things, especially with Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that she removed her pellet. Thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I like her really starting to identify herself. The gun grease was a cool little symbol of her, like I am now myself. I am who I like yeah, that a lot. I'm, I am Kai, right? Yeah, kind of understanding so, who she is. Yeah. I like that a lot. I don't think we needed more nudity, in and like. <laughs> This guy just, said that. We, it, well, it's just weird, right? Like, I mean, it's a Paramount show. I mean, they can do that, right? They're not held in. Well, and of... like the last three episodes, there's been just, there's just butts. A lot of butt, yeah. I mean, and like Venture's butt, like the dude, the scrawny little weird guy who's like almost like, um, oh my, Baron Harkonnen from like Dune, but just like a skinny Harkonnen. He's just like in his little fucking water pit. He's in his he little hot up his, yeah. He's his little skinny guy butt. And I'm like, why, dude? Like, we he's a, need yeah, this. that's, that's Burn Gorman. He's, he's a, an actor who has been in, uh, Dark Knight Rises, was in Game of Thrones. A lot Pacific of things, Rim. right? He's in the Man in the yeah. High Castle. Yeah, he's a very good villain. Also very, I don't know the right word to say this. He's noticeable. You don't forget that face. Like, no, because it's like, that's I've, a bad guy. I've only seen him in Dark Knight Rises. Really, I mean, I watched Game of Thrones, but I knew who, like, I recognize that he's in there now. But it could show me any TV show with that guy, and I'd be like, yeah, I know who that is. Like, right, right. I've seen it. Like, he's just right. got a very recognizable face. Also, his uh, 
He's a nephew of a man named Bartley Gorman, who's considered king of the gypsies. Has nothing to do with the episode, but I thought that great, was interesting. Great gypsies in this episode. Um, it was fine, right? Like, they're cool. King of the gypsies I, are cool. Uh, they're, they're, they are what they are. Oh, okay. I would well, say the episode was fine. It did what it needed to do, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Like the gypsy community is going to come after us. They came after Tom Segura. Did. Tommy Segways. Yeah. If they come after him, they'll come after us. Um, yes. They're petty like that, though, dude. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I agree, though. Like, I, I I, am personally a big fan of world building. I'm a big fan of shows that I fucking watch The Wire, dude. I'm cool with the show being as slow as it's got to be to get to a point. Like, right. I'm not Even usually sitting there. Even Sopranos is slow, there. in my opinion. Huh? Sopranos is slow, in my opinion. Oh, it's completely slow. Well, I would say I, I would disagree on that in one aspect, which is that there are just episodes of The Sopranos that don't need to be there. Like Pine Barrens? No, that that, <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything, but I, I prefer it remains um, such a good. We're going to do an episode just on the Pine Barrens. Yeah, but like there are certain episodes of the show that don't really have to exist or certain, right. maybe not even certain parts, but just cities. Um, whereas I feel something like The Wire definitely needs every little bit that it gives. And for this, yeah, absolutely. I would say that it's it's slow in the way that like it wants to really tell you a story. And I think that that has a problem or I think people have a problem with it rather because they know what Halo is and they expect more action. They expect more shit going on. I agree. And it's like, I understand that, but I'm also of the opinion that if I were to sit here and watch, if we had been like right now, we're on episode five, about to be on six this week. If it had just been like the past five episodes has just been chief going to a different planet and just being told, here's your mission and kicking ass and then figuring stuff out at the end of the episode. That would get boring too. Would also be of that opinion where I'd, I'd say it's worse. I'd be like, dude, I mean, like, it's just the same shit. Like, if I wanted to do this, I'd just go play Infinite, right? Like, I would just right. go do it myself. Um, but, like, I like that it's it's world building, but it's not, it, it's, it all leads somewhere, right? And I think they're doing a very good job of that because it's like they, they don't know what the rings are. Whereas at, the, like, the beginning of the first Halo game, you land on one. So, yeah. like, for this, it's like, both of them, the Covenant know what it means in terms of a religious aspect and they know what it can do, but they've not found yeah. it yet. Whereas humans, judging by this that that episode and this current, this new one, they're just starting to understand that something like this exists and they still don't know what it is even. They don't know that it's a weapon. So, like, I'm hoping, personally, I hope that they find... um, Like, the ring within, like, hopefully this episode... But that's going to be harder to do. We'll talk about that. Why? Because we'll talk why like for that because of five. But like, I'm hoping they find it between the end of six and the and like towards the end of seven. That way, we kind right. of have eight and nine, which kind of wraps it up nicely. Um, I would really hate, although I think it's already been given a, another uh, series. They've already been given a second season. Um, but I would really hate if they did that, where like number nine is them finding the ring and then it ends. And then, like, they that, cancel the show. I'd be really bummed be out because it's like so you got dumb. so much more you can do. So so that's kind of it. But I liked four. I thought it was good. Um, I liked the world building still. Yeah, definitely not a lot of action. I mean, there was a little bit between Soren and Quan. Um, but, like, don't really care about that other than Soren, really. I still don't have a lot of feelings yeah. for Quan. And nothing to do with uh, who plays her. It's just I really don't see what her point is. She Still? feels like a very misplaced character, and I'm sure at the end of the season, it's going to be like, by the way, Quan, 
is super special. And I'm going to go, I don't care because I did, haven't cared since we met her. Well, we haven't seen that she's special other than, I mean, as far as, like, including five, I'm not going to say exactly what it is yet, but, like... By the she, way, spoiler alert, we're spoiling the episodes. I mean, so. you figured that. I'll just put that in the title <laughs> of the episode. Um, yeah. But, like, if she is special, they have not given us any allusion to that whatsoever. Like, at Or this why point, we should care. Yeah, at that at this point, we're still just we're kind of just following her because we are like not really like nothing she's done affects chief directly or the UNSC directly. Not yet, anyway. And personally, everything that she's been doing up to this point has been pretty much like she doesn't have an army and she's very misguided, I'd say. Like she's got this fire in her of like, just give me 50 people. I can do it. And it's like, you fucking can't like. You can and yeah, you can and you can't. Right? There comes a point where you just you're gonna lose. Um, so I'm curious to see how that goes and and what really happens with that. But I really it feels like whatever they're gonna do to kind of bring that closer to Chief and like that storyline really feels like it's gonna be shoehorned in. I really don't see as of right now a natural way where it's gonna coincide. I just don't. But yeah, that's episode four. I liked it. Nick did and didn't. Yeah, it's fine had his own little personal things with it. Let's get on to five because five we both really liked. Yes. I thought five has been the best episode of the series thus far. Obviously with what happens in five, the lead up to it. Um, So what happens in episode five, Evan? So this is reading from Wikipedia. This is exactly like just what is described as it's very, not basic, but tells the premise quite well. So on Madrigal, Soren, uh, handcuffs Quan to their bike while he goes to find a way off the planet, but Quan uh, frees herself and <laughs> knocks Soren unconscious and then takes his gun and his car, which is hilarious. Also, like, really? Quan knocking out Soren? I, yeah, I, that, was, that was so... I know you're Spe- supposed to suspend your belief. Speaking but. of that, really love the scar he's got that goes down his whole arm that's, like, completely open. Really weird and, like, was looking but looks pretty bad at like this guy's seen the practical shit. effect was sweet i like that a lot yeah i don't I, I don't he hasn't described what that is something tells me that it feels like it's an energy sword or something like yeah i wouldn't know Could what be. it would i couldn't i can't imagine it'd be a knife it looks way too big um right also it's actually like still open so like if energy shields are like lightsabers you know cauterizes Wouldn't that cauterize yeah, yeah i was gonna say if that's what it is that would totally make sense but i feel like that it'd have to be the blade though like edge because i can imagine it would probably just go through it but um anyway um yeah she's uh she tracks him down uh you know knocks him out takes his gun in his in his vehicle um then it cuts to a redness too the unsc has a full platoon or battalion there now they're trying to secure that artifact and take it back to reach but they can't break it out um while they're testing it, uh, it doesn't nothing specifically leads into this. But the weird, creepy guy that's like Halsey's lackey is like right next to it. And all of a sudden it really is really loud. Boom. That basically deafens everybody except for chief. <laughs> and I think the other Spartans, um, if that guy could have been jerking off on the fucking artifact. He would have been. I feel like he would have been, too. Um, yeah. But because of that boom, it alerts uh, Mackie and the Covenant who have been searching for it on Madrigal. Uh, so now they know where it's at. Um, John continues to question what his past has been, what his life really is. And because of how much he wants to know, he goes and touches the artifact and has memories of Halsey and Oni troops kidnapping him, replacing him with a flash clone of himself. Um, also like very nearly dies 
because of just yeah. touching it. And because of how mad he is, he tries to attack Halsey, but which I thought was really stupid the way he attacked her. I'm not going to lie. Like I, the I jump punching thing was like, really? Um, but since Cortana's inside him, basically, she's able to just shut down his body with a yeah. neural bridge, which is cool. But at the same yeah. time, like, don't really like that. Um, no. John wakes up, contemplates, you know, what he now knows. Uh, and as he's doing that, a Corvette from the Covenant arrives and launches an attack on the mission uh, using both Banshees as well as elites, grunts, jackals, everything that we've kind of been waiting for, except Brutes. for wraiths. Only one brute shows up, and that motherfucker yeah. is huge. If that's the tone huge. they're going to set for the Covenant, I'm cool with it. Um, Big boy, dude. He's massive. Um, the and grunts just, are fucking chonky, too. They are, and the jackals The jackals look pretty good. Um, yeah. But like they're doing good for the sense of scale, because Chief is around seven feet tall, um, yeah. and elites are bigger than him by, I'd say, at least a couple feet. So they're around nine or ten feet. And not to say if that's like the brute then is at least two like twice the size of chief in terms of height he's a he's big yeah he was massive um which will be interesting because in the games i mean they're basically everything looks the same height to us in the game nobody really looks yeah. taller unless they're actually supposed to be or like they are it's supposed to show that boss battle sense of scale um yeah so this will be interesting because in the games, you often fight brutes and elites and grunts and jackals all pretty much together all at the same time. So this yeah. looks like it'll be different in that. Because of the sense of scale, Chief will very rarely see brutes, I hope. Like, I hope he's not. Although it'll be cool for, uh, you know, action sequence if he's taking down elites, grunts, jackals and brutes, you know, just to show yeah. his badassery and his sense of skill and what he can really do. Um, but anyways, going back to the episode, despite the efforts of both the UNSC and the silver team, uh, a lot of UNSC Marines die. Kai almost gets killed. The Covenant take the artifact and leave. And as it escapes the planet, a drop pod drops down and he finds Mackie, which at this point, I would honestly say if, if they just dropped a human off, I would probably just shoot her. Yeah, I would have blown her head off. Like, I, I don't think there's any point where I think. Yeah, I, I can't imagine one. It, it's like, that's a really weird thing to, like, leave. It is. It makes no sense. It, it made no sense. I was like, okay, so now they're gonna, the Covenant's going to go for, like, an infiltration type of thing. But, but like, like, that's so suspicious, you know? It looks, yeah, it, that was that was the part of the episode I went, okay. But that's it, like, they, they cut off on the fucking Quan thing pretty fast, yeah. I would say. I was like, all right, cool, she has her gun up to him. That's over with. All right, cool. Let's go back to the fight. Um, the fight itself is really good. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's really interesting to watch uh, Kai lose her nerve the way she does. By she got like real PTSD. Yeah. Watching like... people die just like shocked her. And then she was just getting her ass beat. Um, you know, watching Chief just go fuck it and be Chief and save her was awesome. Um, that yep. jackal, that jackal just crawling with like that this jackal is literally cut in half its intestines are hanging yeah out and it's just crawling across your screen and i was like that is cool uh like more the, of this i think uh chief had a couple of quips when he was killing grunts i thought that was pretty funny thanks um, for the ride or whatever <laughs> like, yeah thanks for the ride yeah he said that um i like when he jumped onto the banshee and shot through the the top with his magnum and then took the, control and then not only that but then slammed into the phantom with it that was really cool the whole um hijacking 
of the Banshee thing. It was really cool to watch because like when you watch it, it made me feel like do like how the game makes you feel doing it. Yeah. Like kind of like the animation of Chief, like trying to rip the fucking top part open. And it's third person through the top. Right. Like, yeah, it's not a first like it would have kind of ruined it if it went to a first person view of him trying to do it. It's like because that's never you've experienced it in the game. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. To watch him do everything. I did particularly like that. He slammed it right into the Phantom and it blew up and kind of turned the tide just like that really shows that this is Chief and this is why he is Chief like this because he would do shit like this. Like the other guys would probably just in no disrespect to them, but they'd probably use it just to try and turn the fight by using its weapon. Whereas chief is like, fuck that. I'm just going to slam it into the phantom and just take out the whole thing. (laughs) And he's the only one who's, I think would have the idea to do that. And then also the know how of how to live through that. Cause realistically you see him ride that shit right into it. See, I wouldn't have expected him to live. I mean, obviously it's cheap. I know he's going to live, but like you wouldn't, particularly think that i guess if it was anybody else um the only thing or not thing i didn't like but thing that really shows again how kind of why he needs that emotional suppressor is because of how angry he gets when he sees copy almost dying sweet it was cool as hell and it i think that also shows why he needs that because he took way too much time hurting smashing yeah like like just just causing pain to it which is like i'm not trying to say like i i support the covenant i would rather just kill them humanely no i mean like fucking do what you got to do but like like, if he had that suppressor on i think he would have or in him he would have just killed it it and moved yeah because he knows the 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 mission um but i will not lie pretty friggin' badass Dude, like, like it's mandible was like hanging off. Yeah, it? curb stomps it at the end. The just curb the, stomp. Can yeah. We talk about that. That's pretty cool. That final crunch. Just like he 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 knows the fight is over with. This thing is done, and he just just a split second just curb stomps, and you see it. Yeah, you get to watch it the whole thing. Like you, pretty- like, and the only reason the only reason they were able to get away with it is because it's CGI and aliens. That's yeah. why they were able. to Oh yeah, they that. couldn't have been able to do it any other way. Um, no. No, it was cool. That was really, I I really dug that. I thought that was a really nice like cool. This is the tone now. Yeah. But if that's the tone now. You gotta then keep that's it. the precedent you've set. Just yeah. like, okay, you're watching like a Liverpool match. Yeah. Ref ain't calling shoves. Yeah. That's the tone you're setting. Yeah. And then you start to like, change it up, you're gonna feel even differently. Yeah, about I'm, I'm it. gonna be like, what the fuck's happening here? Right. But this is really starting to ramp up. I can really see a lot more action on its way which is what I'm hoping for with some big climactic ending soon. It's really looking good. I think I'm unsure because I'm one part of me is trying to speak for myself. Right. And another part of me is trying to go, you have been a fan of this series since you were a kid speak up with the rest of the fucking people in the background going, I'm never going to like it, which it's conflicting to me. Right. Cause like, I don't want to be like that. And I find myself getting trapped in the sphere of, I'm disliking the show simply because it's not what I want it to be. And I'm trying to pull, but at least I'm honest, right? Like a lot of people aren't being honest about that. No, I don't think they're trying to pull myself out of that and go, no, give this a shot. I can see that though the people involved may not know the source material because they've admitted it. Yeah. It seems like there is some love in here. Well, I think there is. Um, I got a little bit. I got, I got a little bit. I can talk about that again. This yeah. is from Wikipedia. So 
on yeah, this is a couple like four years ago, June twenty eighth, twenty eighteen. Showtime's given a ten episode series order. Kyle Killen Showtime? is Showtime. Yeah, Showtime. It was originally gonna be on Showtime. Oh, what uh, the fuck? Kyle Killen was set to be showwriter or showrunner, writer, and executive producer, while Rupert Wyatt was attached as a director and executive producer. On August twelfth, it was announced that Master Chief would be the main lead of the series, and the series would tell a new story from the video games while respecting their canon at the same time. On December third. Wyatt stepped down as director and EP due to scheduling conflict, uh, conflicts. He was replaced by Otto Bathurst in February 2019 when it was reported that Bathurst would be directing the pilot along with several other episodes. And then it was revealed that the episode count had decreased from 10 and 9. In 2019, Stephen Kane, March of 2019 specifically, Stephen Kane was added as co-showrunner alongside Killen. And then on February 24th, 2021, the series was moved from Showtime to Paramount+. Plus. Showtime president Gary Levine said that the show was an outlier for the company and as a big, broad tentpole show, which is true because Showtime does things like billions and stuff like that, which is very much not big, broad show. Um, yeah, it was a better fit on Paramount service on June 25th, 2021. It was where that both Kane and Killen would be exiting as showrunners following the completion of season one. Killen had left prior to the start of production due to him feeling like he wasn't able to fulfill the duties of showrunner with Kane taking the reins as lead showrunner until post-production work had been completed. However, should the show get picked up for a second season, Kane would not return. In 2022, January 2022, it was revealed by executive producer Justin Falvey that the show has potential to last multiple seasons and that David Weiner uh, was being eyed as showrunner for a potential season two with Kane staying on board as a consultant. On February 15th, ahead of its premiere, Paramount Plus renewed the series for a second season with Weiner set as showrunner and, and executive producer. Um, I'll look him up real quick. Uh, okay. So there's a lot that could happen positively from a sec. I think this is going to be a story of growing pains. I think, yeah. Yep, I could see that. Um, so. This is actually not anything I, I'm giving. I'm getting two different people here there's a lot of that's liners that that that's what i'm seeing here i think this is going to be a, a growing pains type thing where we pop into season two and it's going to be this completely i can see a lot of overhaul happening not to detour or take away from the prior season but i'm talking look scale uh, cgi practical effects like i'm talking like a big boost in production here i'm thinking yeah, I mean, I think that it's just it's one of those things where it's yeah, it's going to be it's tough because you got to get this right for the fans. Sure. You, but I think that in terms of fan, you just have to get the lore right. I really couldn't care less uh, about like what story you tell as long as it fits into the narrative of like the series, like what Halo is. Yeah. yeah, if you're well, if you I mean, if you take it as like uh you know, say you develop a different series and it's set way into the future or not way into the future, but like enough where chief is still chief. And that's like what, what we know. And it's like, they know about the halo rings, but they don't really care about them. It's like, that's not like the point, like that's missing the mark. Right. But right, if, right, yeah, yeah. but if you make it like this is in lore, like where everything is as it should be, like the same people who are bad people are bad people. Like, if, for instance, you turn the arbiter into something that, you know, chief has to kill. That's obviously not what happens. So that would be kind of the point where it's like for fans, that's where I'd say drop off. But, you know, for fans as well, it's like, well, if the show is more talky talky than shooty shooty, that's not really, I'd say, doing a disservice to fans. I think that's just a TV show is different than a game. 
Um, I think they're trying to bring people in too who may not know what Halo is. And that's the harder challenge is that we know this shit. That's what they're trying to do. And most people don't know this shit. Like my dad knows nothing about the story other than that Chief is a big, cool badass with an AI who's naked. He's never played. Yes. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? Like, no. Come on, people. Um, No. um, So like you got to get people like that into it. And if you were to just, again, have it be mostly action, most people like my dad probably wouldn't care because it'd be like, well, I'll play the game or I'll just I'll, I'll, you know, I'll watch somebody else play it on Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Um, Right. So that like that's part of it. You got to get people into it. You got to get people that are invested in the story. And I think the way to do that is to show that chief was taken from his parents and they know he's special, but that's the question because he's special and because he could be humanity's greatest weapon. Does that mean that you have the right to take that child and turn him into that weapon? And then not only that, but then violate his rights again by injecting him with a super intelligent AI that has never been used before. Like exactly. Those are the questions I think that they're trying to bring in, which honestly are not part of halo. Like you typically don't ask those things when you're playing the game, but I think they're good questions to have in your head while you're watching it and go like, okay, no, it's not right for things to happen. But chief is chief and understands that nothing can be done about these things anymore. But he understands that he's got this place in the world now and he has to do what he's been trained to do. What he was always, what he was always born to do. That's the thing. He was always born to do this, but it's the method in which he ends up doing it is the question. Is that quite, is that okay? Is that morally ethical? No, it's not realistically, but it, it humanity and he understands that it helps humanity. And then he becomes, I'd say not okay with it, but he accepts it and goes nothing about it now, but I can do what I can do. Like I I can, I can stop the covenant. So like, that's kind of it. But um, yeah, I'm really liking it. I loved episode five. I liked four. I've liked all, I've liked the whole series so far. I think that some of it's a bit slower. I think that some of it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially with the Quan and Soren story. A lot of butt. Don't know Mackie, why. We, I don't like either. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. A lot of butt in this show. I don't know why we got we got Chief Butt, we got Kai Butt, we got Mackie Butt. Um, That's a bit odd. I'm like, back on board. Yeah, like there's a lot. There's a lot of butt. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's all good. Like, I think they've done a great job. There are certainly some questionable things. Like again, like the Quan thing but then also like dropping Mackie off at the end after you just completely wiped out a whole bunch of uh, UNSC doesn't really make a lot of sense because a lot of people are on edge so she's going to be taken prisoner they're not going to be like oh no you need help and I mean if they do yeah I mean if they do that for episode six and she's like given a cup of coffee and they're like yeah 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 no no we'll we'll get you to safety we'll get you to your family or whatever right like she's got a show she's got a one stick into this whole thing of being a part of the UNSC or she's got info and she's got to get close enough to the artifact, which, again, doesn't make sense. I think she's now solely there to get the other artifact and to kill the yeah. chief. Those are her only two goals because they got the second one. So her only goal now is to get that first one and then do that. And that could go Set either way. The, uh, yeah, that could go so. either way. I would be kind of upset, though, if the end of the series or the end of this season ended with like some big battle between her and chief. Because at this point, chief is like. She's a bullet away from death, dude. Well, I don't know about that, though, because she's got that little, you know, finger prick energy sword thing. Who knows what else she's got? That was the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. Okay, but anyways, we're going to wrap this up. I'm back on board with the show. I'm back on board after episode five. Um, I'm I'm hopeful episode six comes out this Thursday. 
I'm incredibly excited to watch it. Um, it's called Fumbling in the Dark, I believe. So this is could be pretty interesting. Wait, so wait, you think the what is that what you said the episode is? Yes, it's called on, Fumbling in the Dark. On Wikipedia, it says it's called Solace. On um, really, they, on, yeah, it's, they have all the names here on Wikipedia. They have Solace, Inheritance, Allegiance, and Transcendence. Although those could be just production names. Yeah, they're probably production names. I'm looking at the episode guide via. Uh, all of them have Google. been one word. All of them. It was contact, unbound, emergence, homecoming, yeah. reckoning, solace, inheritance. Okay, it is called solace. So I don't know why on Google it's saying it's called fumbling in the dark. Was it for something else? Maybe like the web series? No, it's just in the episode guide. Huh, TV weird. series episode. So uh, that's whatever. That's yeah. So solace yeah. comes out on Thursday. Yes. So we'll see how that is. Um, you can expect episodes six and seven to be packaged nice and neat into a hot fix, unless, unless it's huge. Unless it's yeah, huge. unless it's huge, and then I'd say if they're smaller episodes or like they're, I think six and seven is good. I'd say we probably do a separate episode for eight, and then obviously just leading one for up the, into the finale. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd say that works oh. best because yeah, we're gonna want to talk. I think about nine because nine episode nine for this or like you know. Adding that in, so we're gonna off. have a we're gonna talk yeah. about the whole thing, not just that yeah. episode. Um, cool. Also, along with that, just to wrap this up, Fumbling in the Dark is the second of two secret levels in Crash Bandicoot. Nice, I love Crash Bandicoot. Where, where's my Where's my Crash series? Be a cool they cartoon. Gotta, they gotta get Nolan North through the voice. Um, I'd be down for that. Anyways, so yeah. <laughs> thank you guys again for sticking around for another hot fix. Um, Evan and myself really enjoy doing hot fixes. So it's been kind of a bummer not doing them lately. But again, yes, slow, slow month for games. Um, not a lot coming out right now. We're, we're we're creating a lot of content for the Spawn Camp YouTube as well. Uh, gameplay. I know Evan's got some awesome clips from Counter Strike games he's played, and just like a bunch of games that he's played with Brody, Fortnite. That we're, I know a lot of the guys are into that right now. Unfortunate spacemen. Um, so just stick around. We're we're all getting things nice and neat and packaged for you guys we're, we're really trying here yep. we're all new to this but here we are um the show is proudly sponsored by final boss again i am wearing a final boss diablo 2 shirt right now and that is fitting because again david craddock is who we are speaking with this for this friday's episode and he's a big diablo guy he wrote the book stay a while listen um so you should probably check that book out as well um final boss has shit dropping this friday their manhunt drop and their Gabe Newell t-shirt. I know you like both those. I am very excited. Um, Doc Longy is the other sponsor for this podcast, and he's got a drop out right now for Big Pun. So if you're into hip hop, check that shit out. All hand drawn shit. Doc Longy's insane. The final boss crew is also insane. We are so fortunate to have the dopest sponsors out there. Um, be sure to check out everybody on the Spawn Camp uh, YouTube and just in the network itself. For anime and gunplay, you got the Build Bros for in-depth gaming news. You got Diggity for just general banter. You got us, and OBO is to be determined. We are very stoked to re-release OBO. But until then, guys, take it easy. Be safe. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace out, everybody. This is the WASD and Beyond Podcast.